Thank you for downloading the Walking On Air podcast. Before I begin, I would like to thank the three fantastic sponsors of this podcast. Where are you going on holiday this year? Will you be exploring the mysterious moorlands of Dartmoor or the lovely lakes of the Lake District? Perhaps you would like an adventure in Andalusia or an autumnal wine walk in Sicily or Spain. Do you want to return to the roots of Nordic walking and have a go at cross-country skiing in Norway? Or are you looking for a challenge walk somewhere further afield in Africa, India or Canada? You can find holidays to all these incredible destinations and many more at walkingwomen.com. Local women guides provide in-depth knowledge of each area and will encourage you to walk a little longer and walk a little higher. Use the discount code WOA23 to get a £50 discount off your next walking holiday. Walking women take care of the organisation so you can take care of yourself. The next sponsor is the go-to supplier of brilliant Nordic walking poles. Nordicwalk.store is the leading independent online retailer of quality Nordic walking poles in the UK. Always warm and friendly, I can vouch for the fact that you will get excellent customer service in their capable hands. Nordicwalk.store will deliver Lecky and XL poles the next day anywhere in the UK and if you need advice about which pole is right for you, then contact Paula, who is always happy to help answer your questions. And finally, have you ever considered turning an activity you love into your actual job? If you enjoy being outdoors, meeting new people and staying fit, why not train to become an instructor yourself? British Nordic Walking offers internationally recognised high-quality instructor courses and provides amazing ongoing support for its instructor network. If this sounds tempting, then you can book an instructor training course with a £25 discount if you visit www.britishnordicwalking.org.uk, click on the Train With Us tab and book using the discount code WALKING23. I trained with British Nordic Walking back in 2014 and it provided me with all the information I needed to start teaching and gave me the confidence to set up as an instructor on my own. As a British Nordic Walking instructor, you too will benefit from ongoing support from the community and CPD opportunities to enhance your own knowledge. Further details, discount codes and links to the sponsors' websites can be found in the show notes. Hello, I'm Mary Tweed, an instructor with British Nordic Walking, and I'd like to give you a big welcome to Walking On Air, the podcast for the Nordic Walking community. Here we talk to experts and learn about the benefits of walking in general and Nordic walking in particular, as well as other great tips for well-being and improved health. Exercise provides many proven benefits that protect and stimulate the brain as we age. However, experts all agree that probably the best way to prevent mental decline as we get older is to learn a new language, and my guest today has ingeniously combined the two together. Julie Frankland is a Nordic Walking UK trained instructor who contacted me to tell me about her business, and I replied immediately asking her to come on to the Walking On Air podcast, as I am so excited to learn more about what she does, and I think that you will find her work incredibly interesting. 
Julie runs a group called Nordic Walk and Talk, based in Bassano del Grappa, Italy. Julie's mother tongue is English, she conducts her classes in English, but her clients are Italians who have signed up to learn both Nordic walking and English. So normally I start my podcasts by saying welcome to my guest, but today I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say buongiorno, Julia Franklin. Hello. And, bon- and buongiorno to you as well, all the way here from Italy, yes. <laughs> it's lovely to have you on all the way from Italy, Julie. Thank you very much for joining us. I want to start by asking you how you got into Nordic walking. Well, I started in 2010. Um, It was quite by chance, really, because um, my sister-in-law told me that she was going along to a Nordic walking class. And I was already interested in the outdoors and that type of thing. So I was really curious. And uh, so I just went along to see what it was all about. And really, I was hooked straight away. I just really, really enjoyed it. So I've been walking since 2010. Yeah. And what benefits did you notice from the start? Well, you know, because, you know, I'm mother tongue British, so I've lived in Italy for quite a while. But the the immediate benefits that I got really as a walker were that I got to meet a lot of lovely people, you know, in this town where I live, where I wasn't born here. And I also got to know my local area. So it was really, really, you know, very nice to me from that point of view. And then, of course, when I became an instructor, I got other benefits from that. And, you know, as a walker, I had these benefits. And then as an instructor, it just gives you really a a really nice sense of satisfaction, you know, when you see people coming along. Because many of them are quite sceptical, you know, that they come and they think, well, do I really need to have a course, you know, to walk with two poles? I'm very active and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, once you see them and they do, you show them the, 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 the correct technique, it's, it's really just so yeah. nice to see the change in them, you know? And, and those are the benefits that I get as an instructor of sharing my knowledge. And could you tell us a little about the area in which you teach and how you came to settle there? Yeah, well, um, <laughs> I came here, I, I live in a small, to start off, I live in a small town called uh, Bassano del Grappa, which is in the Veneto region of Italy, in northern Italy. And uh, it really is a beautiful town. We have a river that goes through, but it's really nice because we're not too far from Venice. We're not too far from Verona. We're surrounded by mountains, hills. We have two beautiful lakes. And uh, it's, it's just a lot of history, culture, as usual, everywhere in Italy is like that. And uh, it's really fantastic for Nordic walking. I actually came to Italy oh, when I was 19, which is quite a long time ago now, I'm afraid. And uh, the idea was that uh, I would just, you know, stay away for a year. And then, of course, I met my husband. And, and so I just settled here from there. So I'm very happy here. It's a very, very nice place to live. And can you tell us a little more? I'm absolutely intrigued by this, about teaching English and Nordic walking at the same time. Yeah. Well, you know, my group is called Nordic Walk and Talk. 
And it just that just started by chance, really, because uh, when I was a walker in the group and uh, people in the group found that I was English, they wanted to try their English with me while walking, you know. And uh, so when I um, decided to become an instructor, I had this idea of doing Nordic Walk and Talk. So basically what we do is we just speak English while we walk. Nordic walking is a very natural way of walking. We just add the two poles. So our learning of English is also a natural way of, um, of learning English. Obviously, you know, we have different levels, so it's not actually an English class, you know. It's just speaking English um, as we walk. So do your walkers have to have a certain level of English competency before they start walking with you? Or do you have absolute beginners? No, well, the thing is, is that it's very difficult, like I said, to have, you know, a class because obviously you get people who who probably could speak English really well, others that know just two or three words. So um, the idea is that you come and you know three words and you go home and you know six words. This is the idea of it. It's basically just a way to practice English, you know, because uh, people, uh, like I say, often they have different levels of English and, uh, but they don't have an opportunity to speak English. So this is what Nordic Walk and Talk is all about. We're outside in the open air, in the nature, and it's all just a very natural process. Yeah. I think it's such a brilliant idea because one of the things I know from um, speaking another language and that sort of thing is that sense of embarrassment that you get. And yet I imagine that being out in the outdoors and doing something else slightly distracts you from that embarrassment and must help make people relax into it. Do you find that? That's exactly how it works. That's exactly how it works. And, um, you know, to be honest, um, Italians do have this um, sense of what they say in Italian is doing a brutta figura. You know, it's like to show themselves up. So, uh, they do have, especially at school, you know, they have this fright of making mistakes. And these barriers, you know, they just, we just lose, they just drop these barriers when we're out walking because, you know, their mind's taken off by the beautiful nature that we're surrounding. I did find, because I do have some experience of teaching English, I'm not a teacher, but I did do that conversation classes, I did it for 10 years. And I did find that, um, you know, when you sort of put the question, well, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? It's mute. Nobody says anything because they're frightened of saying it. And this is the kind of thing that I had at the beginning with the group. And uh, we would set off and start talking. And we would just all go like a herd of sheep, you know, just all walking together. And they were waiting for me to speak. And so I had to find a way to, to, do, uh, to, to solve this problem. So what we do now is we have a topic bag. So at the beginning, uh, one of them chews a topic out of the bag. And it's basically just an icebreaker. But it gives them a chance to learn the vocabulary. Because Italians do tend you know, to talk about food and wine. <laughs> so, <laughs> very so, important subject. <laughs> which is a very important subject, yes. But it gives them a chance to learn other vocabulary as well. Yeah. And I was going to ask, do you have a structure to your language teaching? Um, so are you giving people verbs to learn and vocab lists? No, it's like what I said, we have this topic 
And so they start off speaking about this topic. And I, I put them into pairs because, I, you know, like I said, we started to go off like a herd of sheep altogether. So I put them into pairs, which is very good because obviously, you know, we have maybe one person who knows English very well, the other not, not so good. So they learn from each other. It's not just always focused around me. And as we're walking, I'm, I try to speak with, every, with everybody. So this is basically how, how, how it works. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It really is a lot of fun. <laughs> Well, it sounds like a lot of fun. And my next question isn't going to be fun because this is what I remember from language learning. Do you set homework and tests? <laughs> well, well, no, not really. But what happens is that, you know, as we're walking along, they might say to me, Julie, how do we say this? Julie, how do we say that? So maybe I say, OK, well, we'll have that for homework and you can find. Or maybe we found a building along one of our routes and so I can give them, you know, the topic um, to, to find out a bit of research because we do have um, a WhatsApp group as well. So we communicate in English. So maybe they, they, they'll send it to the group, the information that they found out. And then going back to the topic of food and wine, which, you know, I've got some fantastic cooks in my group, the women, I think they have it in their DNA, you know, to cook. Yeah. And so often, you know, we'll have a recipe and a video recipe as well. So, yeah, it's, it's all part of the fun. And it's, it's really nice, you know, for them to, to speak their English, yes. And so when they're learning Nordic walking, does that slow down the teaching of the Nordic walking process because they are learning in a foreign language? Well, to be honest, I think that any, whatever language you speak, because we can speak as we're Nordic walking, People do chat. It's, it's one of yeah. the nicest things about the activity, actually. So what, whether it's English or Italian or whatever, I think that this can sort of be a problem, if you like. So I do probably what other instructors do, is that every now and again, you know, we, we, we have a little refresher of the technique. We can have 10, 15 minutes of walking without speaking, we do games, but of course, all these activities that I do are in English. So basically, it's just the, the same, the same activity. And actually, I suppose a lot of people learn Nordic walking from watching the instructor. So it's a visual sense of learning rather than. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, exactly. So do you believe that Nordic walking helps enforce language learning? And if so, how and why? Well, yes, going back to what we said before, is that they don't feel under pressure, you know, of being in a classroom or out in the open air. I mean, I did do some research on this because, you know, I, before I started the group, I actually discovered that in the 1980s, there was a psychologist, who, who, a Canadian psychologist, and she took her, um, her patients out for a walk rather than, you know, have them lie down on the, on the couch and, you know, and because they don't, they don't feel under pressure, so they open up more. And uh, they're not worried about doing this bruta figura. But it's so nice because as soon as they arrive, they get out of the car, it's, hello, good evening, how are you? And they're off. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's really nice to see, yes. I suppose that self-consciousness sort of disappears because already you've got poles in your hand, which some people might find a little bit strange. So actually, who cares if you make a mistake? 
Yeah. And then, you know, I've been there myself because I'm a foreigner. You know, I've lived yeah. in this country uh, myself. I know what it's like to have those feelings of embarrassment. And so hopefully, you know, I, I haven't experienced that myself. Hopefully, you know, I, I can put my uh, walkers at ease. That's yeah. what I try to do, yes. And so asking uh, my previous question another way round, does learning a language whilst walking help improve learning how to Nordic walk? Well, like I said, maybe not. <laughs> because um, I think they're two, they're two separate things. Obviously, the, the, the main uh, objective for us is to Nordic walk. I mean, that's yeah. the main activity. The, the English but you know to be honest I've, I've had quite a few people that have called just for information and uh, they say well you know I've never really thought about Nordic walking but I do like the idea of English so actually it's a way of getting more people yeah you know they cut they come because they're interested in speaking English and okay I'll do the Nordic walking but then they actually enjoy it so yeah and do you have English people from abroad coming on holiday and joining your groups? Yes, I do. That's something that I really, really enjoy. You know, um, because I, I, I did my um, training in the UK. And uh, so I have quite a few uh, instructor friends. I have some very, very good instructor friends that I've made over the years. And uh, we already have uh, groups that come, we have ex cultural exchanges, you know? It's really, really nice. So it's another opportunity for my group to actually speak with other mother tongue people. And uh, often we come to the UK and other groups come to see us as well. And this is the part of, you know, that I really, really enjoy the, these international, these cultural exchanges. It's, it's fantastic, yes. And with those groups coming from Britain, have you tried taking them on walks in Italy where they're only allowed to speak in Italian? Ha, that's a, <laughs> I have to try that one. We haven't tried it. But, do you know, I do have a lady. Uh, she's, um, she's Scottish and uh, she teaches at an international school here. And she's only lived here for about three years now. And uh, so she actually comes to learn Italian. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, so it does work both ways. It does work. And I, myself, I mean, even though I speak fluent Italian, because I've lived here for so long, uh, I really don't know the local dialect that well. So sometimes I learn the, the local dialect words as well. <laughs> <laughs> and can you give me some examples of clients who've shown a marked improvement in their English skills as a result yes. of coming to your classes? Yes. Well, uh, one of my ladies, uh, she's a very successful uh, businesswoman, and uh, she tells me that uh, since she's been Nordic walking and talking with us, um, she's not afraid, you know, to do international meetings. She said, even if I have to, like we, you know, we do Zoom and all these meetings that have been going on, especially with COVID now. She said, even if I have younger people there, I'm just, you know, I just speak out. And it's really given her a lot of uh, self-confidence. And then um, probably it, it motivates them to, to go further, you know, to, uh, for example, they've downloaded apps that help them through the other things. Uh, they get their old grammar books out before they come to Nordic Walk and Talk to go over the, the grammar. So, yeah, so it helps uh, this way as well. 
That's fantastic. Obviously, Italy was hit before we were by COVID, particularly northern Italy, where you are. Yeah. I want to ask how the pandemic has been for you and your group and how things are now. Well, it was very, I mean, it was very hard as it was for everybody. Um, but for the fact that um, with my group, because I'm talking about last year when we were really, really hit hard, you know, uh, because we don't just Nordic walk, we speak English as well. I arranged, uh, we used to have the same meetings every Tuesday, every Thursday, but we would have Zoom uh, meetings in English. And uh, we had quizzes, we, we spoke with other groups uh, in the UK, we had guest speakers. So we had all that going on, which was really nice for them. And then, you know, luckily, some of the restrictions here, they only allowed us maybe not just to go out of our local area. So some of us were still allowed to walk together, you know, in, in our groups. And now things are, I'm not saying it's back to normal, but it's, it's getting better now, yes. It's, so we can see light at the end of the tunnel now. And uh, we're walking in our groups. There's no restrictions on the groups. And um, I was in Venice the other day because we, all, we often take our poles to Venice as well for a walk around Venice. Not back to normal, but we're almost there now, yes. Oh, well, so good luck It's looking with good. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a relief to be back to some semblance of normality, isn't it? And, yes, and, and also as far as Nordic walking, you know, like we said before, I mean, it's not just the activity, uh, the physical activity, it's the friendship yes. and the community spirit that we have with our groups. And I think, you know, a lot of people said they really, really, really missed that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, they did. Um, and finally, this podcast is called Walking On Air. And I want to ask you for your top tip for walking on air. Well, I, I think it's a fantastic uh, thing, this uh, walk, Nordic walking on air, walking on air. My tip would be to, it, to really get out and start Nordic walking. Find an instructor, find a group, and get out and walk with the groups. It will change, it's a lifesaver. It's, it'll change your life completely. You'll meet some fantastic people, see some beautiful places, even at international level, Learn a language, maybe, I don't know, but it gives you a whole lot of new opportunities. Thank you so much, Julie. Thank you very much for joining us today. And it has been lovely to hear such an inspirational idea of combining language learning and Nordic walking. Thank you. Thank you very much for inviting me. My thanks to Julie Franklin of Nordic Walk and Talk. I will put a link to her Facebook page in the show notes so you can look up her wonderful group. I absolutely love the idea of learning a language in the open air. How many other instructors are teaching a language at the same time as teaching Nordic walking? Please do contact Walking On Air and let us know. I really hope that you enjoyed Walking On Air and that it has inspired you to get outside. If you have any questions about Nordic walking or a story that you want to share, please get in touch by emailing hello at walkingonairpodcast.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have enjoyed doing so, then I would be extremely grateful if you could spare 30 seconds to like and review this podcast on the platform that you listen on and hit the subscribe button. It will help spread the word about Nordic walking and about this podcast. Do join me next week.
finally, before I go, I would just like to thank this episode's sponsors, British Nordic Walking, NordicWalk.store and Walking Women. Their support enables our community to share knowledge and learn together.